had a great moment in the parking lot of the daycare yesterday. Oh, yeah? And it was very uh, affirming because the only music Henry wants to listen to anymore is raps about Minecraft, um, <laughs> which has taken a, ser- a real detriment on my sort of mental well-being. I mean, it's good uh, that a lot of words rhyme with redstone, so that's a, that's a good start. I mean, you can laugh, but some of these things are fucking fire, and me <laughs> and Henry were bumping to one as we pulled up with the volume just, like, cranking, rattling those windows. Sure. And, uh... I realized as we got out that there was a a dad getting out of a car right next to us that definitely heard me, like, rapping about Enderman. Yeah. Um, Just, like, ripping the Enderman rap. And then I, like, got embarrassed and turned it off. And then as I got out of the car, he looked at me. He's like, Enderman rap? And I was like, yeah, baby! I'm I'm now realizing, is it said, you say it like Enderman, like it's a last name? Yeah. Yeah, it's not- Like John Enderman? Well- are you talking about Slenderman? No, no, there's a the Minecraft version called Ender, Enderman. Ender, Ender, He's the Enderman. 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 <laughs> but there's more than one of Enderman. John Have Enderman I, DDS. Anyway, I thought it was a cute story, but then you had to go and... No, it's cute. I thought it was a cute story, and then you had to go and just like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you high five with the dad after? No, I didn't touch a stranger. Are you out of your fucking mind? It's 2022. I'll never touch another stranger for as long as I live. I'm already married and I have friends. Why would I touch anyone? My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. Really made a meal of it, huh? I'm Griffin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Ross Frosher, and I know the best game of the week. Welcome to the besties. Yeah, that's right. Chris Plant isn't here. Welcome to the besties. Are we what, about else the is, what else is new? Whoa, dang, dude. Light him up. Drag him. <laughs> Drag him. Yeah. Welcome to the besties. We're talking about the latest and greatest in home interactive entertainment. I'm sorry I said that about Chris. He's a di- he's a diligent young fellow. He and is. He's, and he's in almost dutiful. every episode. He's, du- he's doing yeah. his best. I think yeah. we can all agree on that. Uh, but this is the best. You guys got me all off my freaking rhythm. It's the besties. It's a video game club where we talk about uh, games. And I feel like it's so funny because we had this uh, drought for a long time where we we're like, uh, oh, what, what's the Best 3DX game, and uh, now it's like games, 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 games. Lots yeah, of games. It's, I'm drowning. It's not ideal, quite honestly, because they should just spread them out like a little <laughs> bit of salt. They should. Whoever decided that there should be a new Destiny expansion and Elden Ring coming out in the same week. Uh, sorry, I, I mean, did you say Elderman? <laughs> did I say Elderman? <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> if Elderman's coming out, I'm leaving. I don't Damn need it. him around. We're, we're basically in the like brooms Fantasia moment where they just yes. keep fucking bringing shit, but only in a very specific period of time, and it's bad. Yeah, but it's good because they're video games and they're good. They're yeah. good games. So that's that's what that's we talk good. about here. They're good games. And what do we do? Which one are we doing this? I honestly forget which one we're doing. Horizon. Oh, yes. Okay. Is it Horizon 2 Forbidden West no. or Horizon Forbidden West? Because if you look at the the logo for it, 
it definitely looks like there's a two in there. It, but it does could just be a stylized text break. Yeah, it does. I think it is an intentionally stylized text break, but in the official title, there is no two. So it's just Rick Horizon Gar- Forbidden West. Got it's it. The, but okay. it is the second one, and they can't try and trick us into thinking it's not. So I don't so know. They, like, I mean, there it is. There it yeah. is. I'm a um, grown up man. I I like I know numbers. Chris Plant's not here, so I guess I'll talk about what this game is. Yes. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West is a sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn, which was an open world uh, game that was exclusive to PlayStation coming from Guerrilla Games. Uh, This new one essentially expands in the classic sequel video game format, expands every aspect of the original game. Giant new map, better graphics, more robots, more things to ride, more upgrades, more quests, uh, a lot more of everything. It kind of feels like the Assassin's Creed 2 to the original Assassin's Creed. That is Expand, a great uh, that is a great comparison. Thank you, thank you. Uh, and it's an open world game. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get into that, the merits of of Russ's comparison uh right after this. This episode of the Best These is sponsored by Aura Frames. All right. So you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos. You can do whatever you want. And it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames. And they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. What I was going to quibble about with her, I feel like Horizon Zero Dawn um, succeeded a lot more than the original Assassin's Creed did, if, if that... That's oh, fair. that's yeah, true. Yeah, Assassin's I think it Creed started... This bad. franchise started on stronger footing than For Assassin's sure. Creed did, 100%. I will say this. I did not enjoy Horizon Zero Dawn really at all. I feel mm. like for an open-world game to, like, hook me, it needs to be fun most of the time i feel like that is a a bare minimum requirement for well all video games uh but open world games i feel like are not great at that at like that sustained fun and i feel like zero dawn suffered from that uh forbidden west pretty fucking fun game man yeah fun it's It's a fun fun game. game Um, I think if you're talking about evolutions over, and I think we have to assume like a baseline understanding of, well, you know what? Let's not. Yeah. Aloy is a, I would say at this point, a a hero of a post-apocalyptic planet Earth. Um, it is it is our uh, planet in the in the distant distant uh, future. 
um, where uh, because of various <laughs> schemes to resurrect life on Earth and or destroy life on Earth, there are uh, robot di- dinosaurs. Yeah, around. basically <laughs> life. <That's, laughs> yeah. All life was wiped out and started from scratch. Like, And so this is sort of like the next group of society and Aloy in the past game basically became the hero that saved a large chunk of the planet from the reason there are robots, which is yeah. too complicated. We're not going to go into it. I I, ca- I could, if you wanted me to, but we don't have the time. It's, it's really, it's, it's fairly complex. I yes. dig it though. I, I feel like the like setting and world lore is actually one of my favorite things about Horizon. I never finished Zero Dawn, but they provide a very helpful sort of plot synopsis at the top of um, uh, Forbidden West. Thank Christ! Yeah, uh, but like it's a it is a uh, genuinely rad and I would say like thoroughly original setting. For, yeah, it's for cogent. Which most of these like super sci fi, you know, you look you compare this to like Halo Infinite story. This like yeah. actually kind of makes sense. It does have like a lot of variety and depth to it so it can be a little overwhelming but you boil it down it makes a lot of sense it's even for me it's less about the story the story of uh i have not finished forbidden west either uh the story is good but the the world is like what really fascinates me and that is i did not realize i feel like until this game how important that is for me to again like stick with an open world game is to be curious about the world and that Mm -hmm. is a that's a tough putt, I feel like, for, for most video games. Uh, but I was I felt myself pulled along less about like progression and like, oh, I gotta get a stronger bow, and more about like, where's this fucking AI though? What's there what's this story about? There's a spaceship? Yeah. What the fuck? And I and I think it also is the they they're very smart in this game about environmental variety to like yes. keep things fresh. So you start in what's essentially like uh Kind of looks like the Cotswolds. It's like rolling hills, grassy. It reminded me of um, that beginning of Witcher 3, that like small open world environment area. But then very quickly it goes to, you've got desert, you've got jungle, you've got swamps, you've got like uh, Pacific Island uh, archipelagos and stuff. Uh, You've got like snowy mountains. Like the amount of environmental variety is pretty stunning. It's It's like a bad Magic the Gathering deck. There's just lands of all of all types just scattered hither and yon. And that was a joke from my Magic the Gathering f- fans. We love that. We love yeah, to see it. We do. Um, um, I, I, I do want to mention one thing that I mentioned a few weeks ago, and I was talking about being a little, and this was like one of the snobbier things I've ever said, but I cool. said it, which was I was a little bummed that Horizon uh, Forbidden West was on both old and new platforms. I like the fact that everyone could play it, but it wasn't exclusive to PS5, and I was bummed because if you look at a game like the Demon Souls remake on PS5, that like screams next gen to you. Yeah. Whereas a lot of these multi-platform games don't necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, holy shit, this game is absolutely stunning to look at. Yes. Um, yeah, it's, despite it's the fact, gorgeous. and I've actually heard that it's it runs quite well even on old hardware. But goddamn, it looks good on PS5 too. Um, so I really received that comment about it being multi-platform being a bad thing the uh two places i feel like it stands out most is the face capture is like wow yeah really good it is bespoke for like big scenes and big conversations in a way that like really gets 
emotion across in a way. I I I struggle to think of a game that has done it this this good. Right? Little L.A. Noir, maybe L.A. Noir. L.A. Noir. If you go back to it, does not <laughs> has not aged particularly. There's a lot well. of eyebrows going up in that game. It's well, no, it's, it stands out, and I think that the performances um are like across the board really help doing a lot of they're doing a lot of heavy lifting i would say to to elevate it and make like the the uh the script which is i would say serviceable but not necessarily a little dry well it is dry i, I would say yeah, it's I, dry for sure i think the script um for the main story i completely agree with you it's a little dry the it feels this feels again i'll bring back the witcher as a comparison the side quests in this game I think is where the writing really soars. And that's mm, not really surprising because yeah. it because it uh, relies on telling smaller, more bite-sized stories that are like have like interesting arcs rather than having to tell this like grand sweeping 60 hour thing. Um, so they're I think also that's more really they're, they're, they're more fun. The story yeah, of the side quest. And, and I feel like just as a sidebar, game devs, of especially of open world games, you don't have to make your main story like a very super serious and sometimes dour affair, but then you like walk off the path a little bit, and then there's a guy who's like, "Oh no, uh, my I sewed myself to my horse," or like whatever. <laughs> a classic, a classic side quest bit. Um, the other area where it really shines is like just the vistas and l- the beautiful landscapes. Uh, which is fortunate because that is what got me through my, what is maybe my least favorite thing in games now, which is scripted climbing, Mm. um, which was cool in Uncharted when you climbed up a train and you just sort of followed the path that your good friends and family at Naughty Dog had laid out for you. (laughs) Uh, But that they do that a lot in this game and it feels like filler every time i i do not love the like oh there's the bar i climb up to get to that thing and there's a hand like it's not dynamic really at all it's just like oh i am i am going up the way that they want me to go and it's slower than walking it it is uh there are some instances they introduce uh what they call a pull caster which is um grappling a it's a grappling hook um it's funny you hear aloy sometimes um come up with the names for these things like she's like well with this um pole caster i guess <laughs> I'll, call, I'll call it uh i could do this and that actually can help you sometimes have to look for like it's not so obvious right it's not just a handhold away sometimes it's like oh there's a place i have to run and grappling hook up to to keep the chain going but i mean by and large i i would i would agree but like in the open world though there's so much of it i kind of appreciate it because it really eliminates the is that something I can climb yeah, up? Is sure. that something I can climb up? Because you just pulse your, uh, you know, scanner deal, and you know you can see handholds, whatever, which is nice. It's um, also, it's also like you can you can Skyrim your way up a mountain frequently. That even if there aren't handholds, like yeah. just by like jumping a lot, which uh, it looks a little janky to be honest, but I'm totally fine with that. Like I keep it up the uh, the alternate way of doing it is the is the breath of the wild way right where you can climb fucking everything and so they have to design the yeah. whole game around that so you yeah. get to an area where there's just a building on a giant pillar and you're like oh i can't go so i'm not going there then because they've specifically made it unclimbable okay 
Um, yeah, there were there are moments in this game where uh, areas that you just can't access until you progress deeper in the story, and that's effectively not possible using the Breath of the Wild technique. Yeah, of course, um, yeah. unless they do like stamina gates. But even then, people figure out ways sure. around it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't Stinkers. feel as totally like freewheeling as Breath of the Wild. It's definitely a much more guided. Uh, insofar as like what you can actually do from minute to minute, that doesn't bother me. Again, it's a different experience. I don't yeah. think you can do a narrative game with the level of freedom that's in Breath of the Wild. No, no, and I, and that's not appropriate for all games. I I, I understand yeah. why it is the way that it is. It's it's just not my. Uh, I I I don't feel challenged. It's like not necessarily a challenge doing one of those climbing segments. It's yeah, just like well, I'll sure. go the way you want me to go, and I'll take a little bit. I, uh, I will go back to a game that where the climbing was fantastic, which was um, Dying Light. Um, sure, and like yeah. that was an example of not scripted climbing necessarily, but uh, made you feel a lot more agency than this does, which again feels a little more gridded. But yeah, I I, I, I do want to talk about one thing that I think most open world games get kind of messy any i would count breath of the wild in this i'd count witcher in this um the combat in this game is fucking great like much much better than i think it is in most of these games just because uh, you know a lot of this has to do with game feel and like knocking little parts off robots and then seeing their damage go their health go down like a huge amount is super fucking satisfying um i know people that play this on i played it on easy just from an interest in like seeing as much as I could. I know people that play these games on hard and like play it like a Monster Hunter game where every encounter, like you're setting traps down and, and all sorts of stuff. You can do that. But uh, for me, I, I was just like enjoying like fucking wrecking some robot dinos. Yeah, um, it's it's interesting. I was I was struggling with this part specifically. And this is kind of what I wanted, like something that I wanted to touch on. You brought up Witcher and it's, Again, I think it's such a good comparison in this regard too. And I was struggling to click with this. And I and I I think I had the same problem with the first one. Uh I think that Horizon is I am somebody who is very averse to consumability in game. Like using if, stuff. Using things, yes. right? Like I hate to use like if something's like non-renewable. Yeah. Um, I hate to use it, and it, and it it is uh, not like um, potions in Dark Souls or whatever because I know those refill if I hit the thing, right? Mm-hmm. So it's more of like an extended health bar. But like if I have, uh, uh, you name it, like potions, arrows, weapons, traps, whatever, um, I'm really I don't know why I just hate that feeling. Like I don't no. like to. I mean, feel I get like the I'm logic because you relatable. don't understand the economy yet, so you don't understand is this something that I can spend now and not be screwed over later. Right. Exactly, right? Do I need to save this for a bigger fight that's sure. coming? And then inevitably, like, the value of that resource declines right. as it is outpaced by other better potions or whatever. And this game, much like The Witcher, I would say, more so than The Witcher, is very much about, like, burning through your resources and not being – you will have much more fun, especially since so much of it is – projectile based like you will have much more fun if you just decide i'm going to unload all these things and trust that i will find more of them later and i wish that i'd started doing that earlier because it was very much like just sticking to my spear and like the bow that had the basic arrows that i know like i can find the resources for wherever because i didn't want to be in a situation where oh i need these arrows and i don't have them but like 
that's never happened yet so far. Right. I am always like loaded down with resources, which <laughs> although I did start to have more fun and I enjoyed it more when I started letting myself like experiment with other weapons. That's the other thing. Like the boring bow is like the most boring thing you can use. And the other things are a lot more fun, but because I didn't know how limited those would be ammo wise, yeah. I avoided them. So I, I, once I experimented more, I had more fun. It kind of ties in though to an issue that I have with it is that you're picking up stuff in this game constantly. I mean, it is constant and there are resources everywhere um, that you need to make weapons and arrows and stuff. Not just the fun to get resources like the ones that are attached to dinosaurs, but just like lying around. There's like a thousand plants or or whatever. Um, and I've and tr like infinity treasure chests that you're constantly opening that are full of stuff. And there are so many resources in this game. I mean, innumerable that it didn't make picking anything up feel particularly rewarding or satisfying because I never really had an idea of like, what do I need? What do I have? What is what yeah? Would the only time that I like felt like pumped to pick something up was when like I'd open a chest and there'd be a, a bow and yes, I, right. I of course, that's concrete. Like that's yeah. a solid, you know, I, I've picked up innumerable like random watches and like ingots of iron and I have no idea what they do. Um, and so I agree with you. I think that definitely could have been boiled down, but I do think like the whole, like the difficulty conversation, you know, I, I as I mentioned, I played it on easy and, and you guys started struggling uh, early on before I think you did dial it down, right? Yes, I did. And it really did help a bajillion percent. I mean, it was much, much, it's, much more enjoyable it, for me. Yes. You, switching it from normal to easy essentially uh, takes a lot of the focus off of the Witcher style, like preparation and yeah. exploitation of all the tools at your disposal and makes it a more straight straightforward action -y thing. I I did not I I wouldn't say I was struggling with it on normal. It's just that I didn't like the pace of combat. Like, yeah, it's it, much slower. It, it was much much slower, much more uh bullet or I guess arrow spongy and if you like set up traps and something didn't go your way, it wasn't like, "Oh, now I'm fucked." It was, "Well, god, this now this is just going to take that that much longer and uh, that's that is annoying. Uh, yeah. But uh, and for an open world game, I feel like having sort of extended combat sequences like that, like really is is at least for my taste, kind of untenable. But once I switched it down to easy mode and didn't necessarily have to worry about, you know, having having a bullet point plan for how to take down this, you know, robot raptor. Uh, I, I started to enjoy the game much, much more. And this goes back to, you know, we've talked a lot about accessibility and like this is accessibility for people that want, you know, maybe have limited time to, to you know, aren't going to sink 60 hours. Maybe they only have 30 hours to play this game um, and being able to see more in a limited span of time is a real asset. Um, and I, I'm, I continue to be totally amazed and impressed by Sony's first party efforts to include this in every game they put out, like very minute difficulty settings and uh, accessibility settings so that people can really craft the sort of game that they want to play. Yeah. Um, so props to them for including it because they didn't have to. And there are a lot of open world games. It's very hard to balance an open world game because you have no idea how 
thorough people are going to be with doing every side quest or not, right. or every collectible or not. So this well, and you also allows have no idea for if, that. If they're going to like the 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 systems that yeah. are in the game, right? Like, uh, I I was not enjoying the combat of this game and the idea of playing. 30 40 hours however long the the main campaign is i'm guessing but because it's an open world game i'm assuming it's quite long uh was not great for me uh yeah. but then you know being able to sort of change the systems a little bit to something that was more palatable was was good i will also say one place where this game succeeds wildly where other open world games fail is the progression system specifically for skills yeah Uh, there are six skill trees in the game each kind of like uh pertaining to like the major systems of the game right so there's a combat uh melee combat one there's a range combat one there's a stealth one there's a mechanic Traps and survival. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the skills in them are not trivial. Like they are, they, I, I would look at things on the trees and be like, ooh, I got to get me one of those. Like that yeah. is going to make my, my sessions go much more smoothly in this game, uh, which is so huge for, for me to like want to continue playing a thing. To have like carrots on sticks, uh, which is the fuel that sort of keeps the, the open world genre a burning. Uh, yeah, I think I think this game does. I'm less into like the loot stuff just because it is a little bit like you said, like o- overwhelming. There's just there's just I think a bit too much of it. Um, but the like skills and and all that stuff are are really really you can you can definitely feel them when you unlock them, which is yeah, one hundred percent. I yeah, I just so we don't miss it. There's a couple more things I wanted to highlight. One, um. Ashley Birch's performance. Now, I, the, Ashley Birch is, full disclosure, somebody that I I know a very little little bit. We met once at she helped us with a Taz event once, um, and I've I've talked a little bit about, but uh, she's fantastic. I mean, it's like really brings is doing so much uh, elevating of the story and like really carrying it. Um, I think her performance is really fantastic. Um, I also can't underestimate and want to make sure we hit the uh, can't overstate the scope of the world is like is big it's wild like and not just in in sheer size but like you are constantly just cresting a hill and seeing like some wild you know it's a broken down building or like uh i found a, a field of like solar panels yeah that were just sort of in the middle of the desert um i haven't made it to i guess there's a a, a vegas you know, area where it's like broken that Vegas. I haven't been that far yet, but I'm, I'm sure it'll be outstanding too. Just like the way that they blend the uh, natural world with the like former built world uh, is astounding. And like just the variety and scale of the world, like it feels like a, like when you use a fast travel to get back to like a starting area, it feels like, forever ago like you feel like you are pressing west and making like a bigger dent into this world um and it really gives it the feeling of it being a journey and and more of that like epic scale which is uh, amazing as long as we're also we're giving shout outs for voice acting lance reddick again yeah cry. i mean every time my man commander zavala just rolls up in there and just smashes it every time you cannot go wrong you cannot go wrong did you, you know imagine he was waking in 50 up to that cent? voice every day? 
Oh my god, I can't. His his first video game voiceover role was in Fifty Cent Blood on the Sand. It's oh. just like coming coming out with with strength and power like that is is uh boy. You can't yeah, go man. wrong. He's great. And he's dialed in. Everybody's dialed in. Um I think the story I I, I must say <laughs> form if there's too much resources, I think there's too much story stuff like i think there's too much going on in the world a little bit it's a little bit hard to follow um if you're very bought into the um the mythology i think that you will probably have no troubles but um i i i struggled to sort of now to be fair i might have been clicking through some of the more more um jargony discussions Mm. where somebody's like so telling me about some dead robot that is also kind of a god, but also it's just like just tell me where the tower I need to climb. And to you can do that. that you can skip through cuts. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you, you can't can do that. After that, you can't say the world doesn't make any sense because you've been no, skipping no, no. Cuts I did, just, but I did just do that. So I you know. can. <laughs> it, it lowers your credibility. Sure, for sure. Okay, but you can say it. <laughs> Understood. Uh, yeah, this is a great game. I really liked it, and. uh It'll be a while before another like huge, huge uh, first party exclusive from uh, Sony. So at the current pace, it's one a week. We get a massive open world no, but, game, but, but first it's party untenable. Sony stuff. It'll be a while. Yeah. So enjoy it while you can. I get think there's probably one before God of War, right? Oh, uh, I think Sony Gran Turismo comes out game? soon. Um, so. Yeah, Knack Knack Five and Knack Five. Yes, I can't fucking wait for Knack Five. I hear he dies in this one. <gasps> Mm-hmm. Yeah, like for real. He died in four, but they brought him back in five. He dies for for real. That's the for real permanently. Knack, Knack five. He dies for real in this one. <laughs> this is the one where he dies. Yeah, for real. We know he said that in four, but in five, this dude's fucking toast. Anyway, let's take a break. You go get a phone. You just want a phone. Talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts. And you get ripped off because you got all this fine print, little details, and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. They're wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. 
Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties rocketmoney.com slash besties. Griffin, you've also been playing, maybe you've been playing, it just launched yesterday, so I have a feeling the servers were pretty bogged down. Surprisingly, I got in after like an hour, which is not nothing, but it is the fastest I've gotten in on a Destiny 2 uh, expansion. Yeah, we're Uh, talking about Destiny 2, the Witch Queen expansion pack. Uh, this is, if you do not follow Destiny, they have basically throughout each year, they have four seasons, and each season introduces some new story beat and gameplay concept and new weapons and armor and usually some new like multiplayer activity for you to get embroiled in, usually a new raid also, which is like the big end game thing. But then uh, I'm not I'm not sure exactly what the exact pace is. I feel like it's been a while since you've gotten one of these like big expansions it used to be annual and now it's uh this one was delayed so this is like a year and a half i think yeah beyond light was the last one beyond light added like a whole new element to the game it added uh stasis which lets you know gives you all kinds of like cool freezing powers and uh was the first time that like bungie had ever done that with a game And, Uh, and when when was the last time you played destiny before playing witch queen so i picked it back up basically at the beginning of the most recent season. So uh, I've been playing pretty steadily for a couple months now. Okay. Um, uh, And so Witch Queen uh, has a whole sort of big storyline that is kind of trying to uh, cash in on this character, Savathun, who they have been, uh, you know, building on since the beginning of Daughter of Crota? Uh, sis- sister of Oryx. Okay, sure. <laughs> uh, I haven't anyway. played in like four years, so I'm a little behind. Yeah, the the story of Destiny has never been that important to me. Here are things that are important to me that Witch Queen adds. Whole new type of weapon, Glaive, which is basically a big long spear that you can do dope melee combos with, but you can also shoot these huge heavy projectiles out of. Uh, but it's in first person, hmm. and it feels fucking awesome. It wow. feels really, really good. Uh, they have changed uh, one of the subclasses for each of the different classes, the Void subclass. They have changed to be like completely customizable now. Uh, so instead of like having these trees effectively that you can switch between and not having a whole lot of choice between that, they have basically shattered those trees into like little bits and pieces that you can pick and choose from to really put together your own thing which is basically how the stasis subclass works they've done that for void and it's really good it works so much better it gives you access to strategies that like 
these subclasses wouldn't otherwise have, which is my favorite thing about Destiny. Like, I like a a subclass where I can get sort of auto-healing whenever I get ability kills and can weaken enemies with my grenades so that I can combo off of them with, like, all of that stuff is, is let me, possible. Let me ask, does that leave the, like, remaining elements? I think it's solar They are going to arc. be getting to solar and arc, basically, they have said, like, over the next year, they are going to be. Oh, okay. Same. They are Everything is moving in that direction. It's just void as the... Do you just, the, like, not the, use those now? Do they feel like no? Old I mean, timey? they're still they're still absolutely like essential. Um, but obviously, like everybody's fucking around with void right now because yeah, uh, void. Nobody has been void subclasses have been like underused for a long time. Sure, a lot of this is affected by like um like seasonal mods. So every season, it's like here are different modifiers that you can equip that can make you very effective against this or give certain powers more uh, effectiveness. And so void is kind of the flavor of the of the week so to speak yeah that makes um sense. they have added weapon crafting to the game and it's pretty complicated uh but basically like you can find weapons in the world that you can learn as you use them to create frames that you can then customize with different like the different perks in the game and it's expensive to do that but it also beats like farming for a god roll of this right. weapon you really like for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours um the big thing for me, and it's the reason I think I've been enjoying it more than maybe any expansion, is uh, at launch there is a legendary version of the campaign that you can play alongside the normal version. Um, and if you play it all the way through, it gives you a set of armor that is like that lets you skip a lot of the annoying grind. Of, are you basically of like raid expansion. ready at that point with that armor? Not raid ready, but you're at the end of what is called the soft cap. So okay. then like you don't have to go around doing a bunch of like bullshit to get to yeah. the right. Like it, it skips a lot of that. Uh, but m- moreover, it's fun as fuck. It's, it is challenging in a way that is like perfectly balanced, which Destiny has always struggled with. Like the campaigns for Destiny are usually just a slog. But I am fi- I am soloing it and finding that I have to be like super tactical and bring all of my weapons in so I can change my loadout to fit each encounter. And I am like bada ba 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 loving it. It is making me feel like the time that I spent sort of getting ready over the last couple of seasons, like not feel totally wasted. Right. Um and I mean there's other stuff too, like they they have just cut out a lot of the little annoyances of the game. So Every time you finish like a big fight in the legendary campaign, you get two treasure chests that drop like a bunch of upgrade materials so that you don't have to just like use a bunch of garbage. You can just like keep the stuff, keep the gear that you like and the loadout that you like, like up to date. Um, I have, I, I, it came out yesterday and I spent a bunch of time with it last night. I think I'm almost done with the campaign. Um, but there's like all kinds of activities and stuff that I have not dipped into. But there is, there is, uh, there's a lot here. It would require for me like a very long period of time of no games whatsoever, I think, to get back into Destiny just because of the amount of time required. Even though I love it and there's really no shooter that feels better than Destiny to me, um, it's really just that time investment that's like kind of scaring me away. Well, here's what's what's kind of neat, though. I feel like if you have played Destiny 2 before, the legendary campaign is 
fun and a good way to get back in, right? If you have like some strong weapons from any point in the game's yeah. history, you can hang with it because also the legendary campaign is like power gated. So you can't grind to get like over leveled. Sure. You are always going to be like at at the level that you need to be at to play it. So it's not the kind of thing that because I have played it, like sure you may not have a Gallarhorn with the uh, you know, with the catalyst equipped, which has certainly been helpful for me and a lot of these things, but like it is achievable because like at the beginning of every expansion, like everybody is on equal footing. Everybody starts at the same power level and you know, you 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 kind of go from there. Yeah. Um so yeah, I I f- I feel like these big expansions, if you have played Destiny, is always a good time to kind of get back in just because it's a very exciting time. There's so much stuff to discover and and so much stuff to do. And in the like pantheon of Destiny expansions, I would say so far, based on my experience, uh, Witch Queen is a, a very good one. So that's my official review. And I get Okay. Yeah, no, this is it a good, as always... <laughs> I feel compelled to ask, is it a good time, is now a good time to uh, get into Destiny? Get back into Destiny if you've been, if you've been out. I think so. We, uh, I, I don't, you don't hear that often about people getting into it now, uh, but uh, uh, McKay, who's our, our merch uh, designer uh, and, and liaison, just got into the game and it's cool seeing somebody like, hopping on board when there is so much shit that is already there uh and i know she's been she's been having a really good time with it i i think if you can just enjoy it moment to moment and not think about like the enormous backlog uh of of stuff that is available for you and you know you try not to feel like oh my god i'm so behind everybody else has all this dope shit i don't think it takes that long to get into it and get like a, especially now with this new expansion and everybody essentially starting at the same power level. Uh, it's, it's, there's just a lot there for you to dip into. And I still believe like to this day, nobody has made a first person shooter that is just pound for pound more fun yeah. to play than destiny. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I would, I would definitely say this is a good time to get into it. Um, we've got some reader mail. Most recently, uh, Chris Plant and I had a discussion about games that are good bang for your buck. You get a lot of value out of them. Certainly, Destiny would qualify, given the amount of hours Griffin and I have both sunk into Destiny. And um, that it's free. So that's... Yeah, I mean, ish. It's complicated how free it is, but... Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, some folks uh, mailed in their favorites. Uh, friend of the show, Miles Luna uh wrote to say that halloween hollow knight isn't just the best 15 dollars i've ever spent on a game it took the crown as one of the best metroidvanias around at least in my opinion i would alter that by saying i think it is the best metroidvania ever made and i 100 percent agree for 15 dollars and even sometimes on sale for 10 dollars which seems outrageous uh an absolute steal and a, a, a spectacular game have you been checking out silk song <laughs> yeah i've been playing it for the last uh, i've actually been into no, it i can't even fuck I, I i can't fuck around they with can't. any silk song jokes they'll come i got for so us. much shit the last time um, um it's, i was i, I <laughs> would say that when it's coming out <laughs> the metroidvania genre i feel like is really big for for this for like yeah i i got death's gambit on sale and then proceeded to play it for like a hundred hours and that's I mean, jokes on them. Yeah, I basically stole suckers. Stole, <laughs> I would have paid so much more those dummies. 
we have another one, another friend of the show. Uh, actually, they're all friends of the show. I don't want to call specific, but uh, Sean McElroy writes, um, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. Oh, uh, bro- fuck yes. Bo- bought it in 2004 on sale, and I've been playing it on and off for every year since. It lives in my DS Lite, and I don't think there's ever been, an, uh, there's been a better example for me that fits hundreds of hours, is what Sean says. Yo, I got that. I plugged that bad boy into my um, analog pocket. And was rocking it for a long time. That game looks so good. So good. So crisp. Yeah, yeah I've never life. gotten into Final Fantasy Tactics games. Um, uh, but I love Fire Emblem, so it seems like I would. Yeah, there's definitely a little... There's It is m- way more RPG-y than yeah. Fire Emblem is. And both Final Fantasy Tactics and Tactics Advance are pretty like... Uh, you will need to use copious game facts to sort of understand the systems in those games because they're very deep and don't do a great job of explaining them. Sure. Because these games came out in the 90s and 2000s when it was like, read the instruction manual. Um, But yeah, that game rips. Uh, We got one last one from Bard Oliver. Uh, Celeste is regularly on uh, on sale for five bucks, has tons of content, and even if you only touch the main story, it's eight to ten hours of flawless and beautiful story, visual and mechanical design it is a great teacher and will make you better at all games 10 out of 10 would spend 200 hours again it's had like multiple uh free content updates since launch yeah. like huge content updates i mean we've talked a fair amount of that celeste on this show but mm. um if you like For 2d sure. platforming games it is one of the best ever made uh I don't know if you guys talked about this, but Terraria is, I feel like, the or maybe number one for me, because I got that game on sale in some eShop sale for like 10 bucks, and then it was, I think, my number one or number two played game on on Switch that year. Uh, I can't remember how many hours I locked in that one, but oh boy. Um, you know, it's funny. I feel, I feel like the question's kind of... Uh, challenging because what you're really talking about is like, what did I spend? Like, for me to be like Hades, right? Like, I got it for 15 bucks and I spent... Hundreds yeah, of that counts. It. So, like, is it? But I tend to think of this question in terms of like, what gives me the most like the value of my time? You know what I mean? Like, what what gives delivers like constant reward for the time that I'm investing sure. in it? Where like a lot of games, I especially open world games, the one that um I feel like jumps out to me when I think about that is the Stanley Parable, where it's like every time you play it and every time you go through it, you're discovering like there's new things that you're doing like every every time it's like a a feels like a very new experience and it really rewards the time that you that you spend on it um i don't know why that one jumped into my head but that's definitely uh the the number one that that occurs to me yeah i mean i would uh, say and i've talked a lot about this game binding of isaac is certainly on my list as well it didn't uh come up in our resties episode but um even though it's a game that like does not frequently go on huge sale, at least for all the expansions and stuff, God, time and time again, I've gotten value out of that game. So definitely. And what about chess? Chess yeah. is pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, Expensive, though, to get into chess. I mean. You, you need a good set. That's because you're always getting hustled at the point. Oh, that, yeah. is, that is true. Yeah, I do get hustled frequently. Expensive for you. You guys been playing anything else? Um, I've been playing Elden Ring, but we're going to talk about it next week. That's the next week episode. So I can we talk? Oh, oh, but wait, this comes out on Friday, which is yeah. When we're, the game, it, comes the game out. is out as of right now, okay. as we're recording this. So it's out. It, it? it fucking rules. It Very good. Hope you guys are ready for a long one yep. this time. <laughs> um, There's a lot to say about it. 
Uh, we had some friends uh, from out of town stay with us over the weekend who uh, got really into Magic the Gathering with their kids during the pandemic and brought some decks and I played a little bit and remembered like, hey, trading card games are pretty fun. So I downloaded the Magic the Gathering Arena app on uh, iPad. And I've been that does explain that. the Magic the Gathering reference you made earlier in the show. Yeah. Oh, did it's I? Your, it's totally, yeah. it's just, it's, it's in it's your all, brain. It's in there. It's wound uh, its way in. I, I have an honorable mention. Okay. Uh, it's kind of a weird one, but uh, my kid, I'm always looking for stuff that like Charlie and I could play together that like engages her, but is still like worthwhile. Um, I had that with Cooper, our, our four year old. She really liked the, um, the guitar one, sorry. Oh, uh, yeah, Artful Escape. Artful Escape. Gu- That's guitar a great game man, for Guitar kids. Man Lives on PSP. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Artful Escape. If you have kids, you can't really lose in that game. It's really fun. But uh, the, the thing I'm going to play with Charlie is The Room oh. on ah. iPad. We, we went through, it, it's one of those where, like, if you can pick it up faster than they can, which you usually can because I'm a grown man. <laughs> Then you can like gently sort of nudge them in the way towards a solution, and um, but still give her the satisfaction of like s- solving each individual thing. Those are great. They still look. It's probably ten years old now. The original, yeah. If and it still looks great and sounds great. And the music rules and the puzzles are fun and it's tactile and it just is great. Those games are great. It's great, 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 ton great. of sequels too. Uh, and one of the best VR games I've ever played was uh, the Room. I forget the full name of it, but the Room. Oh yeah, VR. yeah. So yeah, cool. great series. Uh, if you like uh, sort of like puzzle box style games, uh, cool. That's honorable mentions. They invented Escape Room. <laughs> <laughs> they did. Uh, I wanted to thank the following people for writing reviews for the besties. Frank Zed, Patricia HB, Dan Dan 5M, Starfish Kid, and D Gromry. Thank you for writing reviews for the besties. Thank you to everyone else who wrote reviews for the besties. Uh, If you dig the show, please feel free to uh, drop a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you uh, listen to the show. Uh, Overcast is my personal favorite um, podcasting app. And um, yeah. I, I should recap because plan's not here. So to recap, games that we talked about. We t- in the beginning we talked about Horizon Forbidden West, the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, we also talked about Destiny 2: The Witch Queen expansion pack. We talked about Hollow Knight, uh, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, Celeste. Um, I briefly name dropped Elden Ring. We didn't really talk about it. Uh, Magic the Gathering, the what is it? A PC game Arena. as well as the card game. Uh, yeah, I guess. And The Room, which is on iPad, and its many sequels are on basically uh, PC, iPad, and VR. So, there you go. So, yeah. Elden Ring next week. Very exciting. Very exciting. Uh, Be sure to join us again next time for the besties. Because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best games? Steve.